Well, hello, listeners. Today I have the honor of being guest host on the podcast because my friend, your original host, is actually going to be sharing her story today. And so I get the honor of spending time asking her questions and hearing her story. And uh, I know that this story has been so impactful to me. And I know it's going to be impactful for you. So no further ado, I introduce you to our host. And I'm going to ask her a few questions to start off. Does that sound okay? Absolutely. Yeah. So we're sitting at the kitchen table with our glasses of water. And and we really just are visiting today and talking about this story that you have of your life. And... um, it's it's not only impacted you, but lots of people around you, and it's what inspired you to start the podcast. And so let's start where it wasn't so great, where, um, you know, you would say that you didn't have a lot of hope and inspiration. And so what, what stands out in your mind? Even when I say that, what what kind of pops out in your head? The feeling of being done. Yeah. Just... Like you have nothing left to give. Yeah. So it was my marriage. Mm-hmm. For 17 years, I was married. Um, and yes, so married for 17 years, and I reached a point of just being done. Mm-hmm. I could not do it. Yeah. Anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, uh, I think about that and I think that's a pretty huge place to come to where you just say, as life as I know it, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so what compelled you to actually do something about that? Well, it was um, a worship night at church. Mm-hmm for women and we worshiped and there was a guest speaker. She spoke and, um, while we were, there was a point that we were worshiping and, you know, you have these conversations with just between yourself and God and you tell him absolutely everything. The things that you don't actually say out loud to other people, it's just your safe place. And I said to him that night, I am done with this marriage and I give it to you. I give you this marriage. I give you my husband. I give you my children. I give you my house. I give you, you know, my favorite places of traveling. Even I get, I give it all to you because I can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I cannot do it anymore. Um, there was a point where we we um, we were praying, everybody in the room. I was sitting in the front row, and God so clearly said to me, I want you to take one step forward. Mm. And I remember looking at the floor. It was this black flooring and thinking, nope, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I am not taking one step forward. Everybody will look at me and wonder what she's doing taking right. one step forward, you know. 
like that really mattered. But in my mind, <laughs> these are the things that immediately try to stop you, right? And you're just afraid of what other people will think or yeah, it's just risky. that you'll look weird. <laughs> it's risky. So I said to him, I said to him, if you want somebody to pray for me, tell somebody to come and pray for me. And then immediately a friend came and wrapped her arm around me and she said, the Lord asked me, to pray for you. Oh. And a few minutes later, another lady came and she said the same thing. Wow. And then she said, I think that you need to go forward and have the speaker that had spoken her message pray over you. You know, and I'm crying, bawling. Snot mm -hmm. is dripping. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Yeah, I know. I, I told the Lord no. I told the Lord no, I didn't want to go. But, you know, that, that lady told me, she said, just let it out. Just wow. let all of your cries out because, wow. um, I can't remember her wording, but it's just, it's a part of being beautiful. Let, wow. Just let it all out. And, um, so she led me to this, the speaker that shared the message. She took my hand and, and put it in the speaker's hand. And she said, um, can you, can you pray with this, with me? So this lady looks at me and she takes my hands and she says, what do you want me to pray for? And I could not get it off the tip of my tongue. I wanted to say it so bad. And I wanted to say, I don't want my marriage. Yeah. But I couldn't. Yeah. Scary thing to say. Oh, no, well, not only was it scary, but it was actually me then being honest yeah, to yeah. another Christian. Yeah. A Christian. I can't tell this to a Christian. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm not going to tell this Christian lady this. The truth. <laughs> no. I will be judged. Yeah. Because in growing up... Uh, and in the Christian culture that I have known, divorce is the, the biggest sin mm -hmm. you can do. Right. You know? Right. Almost like you are going to go to hell mm -hmm. if you get a divorce. Right. So to say that to her out loud was never going to happen. I mean, it's like the riskiest thing you could do. Oh, yeah. So I said to her, you just pray whatever you want over me. And I'm thinking, well, if she really knows, <laughs> she'll just know to pray for my marriage. <laughs> and she said to me, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to pray in the throne room. And I thought to myself, what the heck is the throne room? Yeah. So I said, okay, okay, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, how do I do that? Mm. You know? Yeah. And she said, you just close your eyes and you ask God to show you the throne room. And I thought, okay, this lady is off her rocker. Right. Like, right. I am going to go along with this stupid little game. Right. That's literally. And then I'm out of here. What I thought. <laughs> and, <then> I'm out. <laughs> and, and so I prayed, I asked in my, you know, I'm in everything's in my mind. Um, we're holding hands standing there. And I said, you know, Lord, show me the throne room. I want to pray in the throne room. 
And nothing came, nothing came, nothing came. Of course, while you're standing there, you don't actually have a, a clue of how long this is. But yeah. I felt like, well, you know, enough time right. has passed. There's no throne room. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so I said, what What exactly should I be seeing? Because honestly, I just am seeing my, my eyelids. It's just right. my eyelids. <laughs> this is not profound. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> and she said, well, just keep waiting until you see it. Mm. Okay. So I'm waiting and waiting. And then finally it happened. It didn't feel like it was very much longer. And I saw a very small, small room, mm -hmm. very simple. Nothing was in it other than at the front of the room was this glorious, bright, bright light. Wow. I've never seen anything like that. It's this moment where you, your spirit so deep inside knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Without ever seeing anything like that before, you know that is what you're connected to. That is Whoa. the spirit of God. Wow. So I, I tell her, okay, this is what I'm seeing. I walk her through those details. And she says, okay, just keep waiting. And then... I see this very simple, simple wooden picture frame appear mm -hmm. in slow motion. And in the top left corner appears water, very, very deep. Mm. And then actually the letters in capital D-E-E-P, deep, mm. ran across it. Wow. A part of me when I saw those waters, in, in I'll just say it like in my my deep stomach you know mm -hmm, where we mm -hmm. feel a lot of things yeah immediately saw that and it felt a little bit like oh I've seen these waters before I don't uh, like this uh, I don't yeah. I don't want conflict I don't want any more problems yeah, yeah yeah and I don't like that yeah yeah but the other part was just it was this beautiful piece and so I'm explaining this to the lady that I'm praying with and she says okay well God is showing you his love for you. We prayed some more. I cried some more. And I went home that night. And I slept. I looked like I'd been crying for days, I think, because it just really, it emptied me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so for the next couple of days, I couldn't stop thinking about the throne room. Mm -hmm. Why have I known God for so long. Huh. I've gone to different churches mm -hmm. my whole life, mm -hmm. a few. Never ever have I understood what the throne room of God was. So I was starting to look, what does this mean? Where did, is this actually true? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And it says, I found 38 times in the Bible, the throne room is mentioned. Man. 38 times. It's a lot. I was reading every every verse that I could about oh. the throne room. Mm -hmm. It is there, mm -hmm. and I prayed in it. Wow. Uh, that was a Thursday that night. The following Monday, I was in my bedroom, and I'm still, you know, thinking and praying about all these things. What does any of this mean? Yeah. What does this mean? I've never had a vision like that before. Mm -hmm. You know, and in that picture frame that I saw, it was just the top left <clears throat> piece that was exposed. Exposed, yeah, yeah, that water. It left me wondering what is in the rest of the picture frame. Mm -hmm. 
And so, yeah, so that was Thursday following Monday. Sorry, I'm repeating myself. I was laying on my bed and I thought, I'm going to pray in the throne room wow. again. Wow. So all I did was just put my mind in what he showed me that previous Thursday. Right and back there. Right back there. Yeah. Like it just came back like that. Wow. Um, and I was laying, like I said, laying on my bed and right beside me on the right side of my bed again appears before my eyes. I'm awake. My eyes are open. I'm not sleeping. My eyes are fully uh -huh. wide open. Uh -huh. And I see this in slow motion again, this wooden picture frame, very simple, start uh -huh. appearing. It was very rectangular in shape. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Went down towards the floor. And I'm staring at it. And all of a sudden, gold starts pouring from the top all the way down to the bottom. And it's just pouring, pouring, pouring gold. Wow. So I actually stood up and I stood beside this frame. Mm -hmm. And as I looked down, the gold was, as it was, it was, you know, curving out mm -hmm. and coming up towards the lower half of my body. And God spoke to me in the most audible voice wow. right into my ears. Mm -hmm. And he said, I have more for you. Wow. And it was gone. Wow. Wow. The picture frame was gone. The mm. gold was gone. Amazing. And my life has changed mm -hmm. ever since he spoke like that. Mm -hmm. It was such a supernatural encounter. And, you know, up till that point, you would say that um, your life was very difficult. Yes. And you really didn't see any solutions. No. In our marriage, there was counseling over the years, pastoral help. psychology appointments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was the same pattern mm -hmm. over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Extremely difficult. Yeah. And so, you know, in, in some ways to have an encounter like that when your life is feeling so dark and you're feeling so limited and without hope. I mean, it had to have been like revolutionizing life-changing yeah so what happened to you on the inside and in your thinking and in your heart having encountered that what did that do to you it gave me so much hope yeah it changed the way I saw everything wow the way I felt everything my goodness the very impossible just became possible. Right, right, right. So you're, you're, you had a paradigm shift in yep. your perspective. Yes. So for you, there was this sense that what felt impossible in terms of feeling life again, feeling hopeful, feeling safe again, being free from abuse, actually started 
to feel like a possibility? Yes, almost like a new life. Wow. And what is the more? What is the more? Right. Right? I hmm. began praying like I've never prayed in my life. Mm -hmm. Surrendering like I've never surrendered before. And I thought I had surrendered before. Right. <laughs> and this was a whole new level. So what were you surrendering? I was praying, God, I give you everything. Yeah. Everything, everything. Mm -hmm. I give you my finances. Mm -hmm. I give you my children, mm -hmm. my children's future. Yeah. Everything. Mm -hmm. And what did it feel like to do that? Because, I mean, like, I think if I would say women who are leaving abusive marriages these would be their biggest worries. Like, how am I going to support myself? Are my children going to be safe? Are they going to be troubled because of this transition, etc.? Like, so what did it feel like to actually surrender that? At the time, it felt as though it was very safe. Yeah. He was going to take care of it. Yeah, right. You knew what you were surrendering to. I knew. You'd seen a picture of that. Exactly. Yeah. I just had to follow, trust and follow. Yeah, yeah. So to be in prayer and then take that into action is something completely different. Yeah. Because actually taking those actions, it was very scary. Oh my goodness, Extremely yeah. scary. Because naturally we have these thoughts coming, how am I going to do this financially? How am I going to do this? All the practical questions, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what keeps a lot of women in abusive marriages. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And so all you knew was that you were surrendering to God, who was saying there is more. But really, there was no plan yet. If there was a plan, I hadn't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's what keeps you on your knees. Right. And it's so often, he would show me the letters, the spelling for trust me, mm. driving places, just being at home, right? Because you have thought after thought after thought coming into your mind. That's where everything is, is in our mind. Yeah, it's true. That's the place we're held down is in our mind. Mm -hmm. And so you have all of these thoughts that really tell you what you're doing doesn't actually make sense mm -hmm. in a way no. financially no and that's the first place I think our mind goes to is our finances yeah you know mm -hmm. none of this is logical mm -mm. so what does this actually look like mm -hmm. and you literally have to trust God enough as though you are jumping in two ways that you're blindfolded <laughs> you know and you're jumping in to a glacier on top of a mountain <laughs> and you just trust him yeah on the way down wow whatever it looks like <laughs> or that game we often used to play when we were younger which is you know you your friend you take turns with your friend and you lean back and they catch you yes the trust fall the trust fall <laughs> you take you know, and then your friend takes that one step back, right? And you choose to fall backwards again, knowing that your friend is going to catch you, right? 
that is what it was. I had to jump with a blindfold on and I had to fall backwards. Wow. Yeah. There was actually a song. It's called, I can't remember right now. I think lean, lean back. Anyway, that was this song that was so profound. And I thought it's leaning back, Yeah, leaning back in every way in the spiritual form and the physical form and everything that comes along with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you have this new foundation of having had this vision and hearing God say what he said to you. And then there's the, the prayers of surrender and the sort of the simple steps that you were having to take in trust and in faith that he was going to have your back. Um, but it has to be hard because everything that you know up till now is going to change. Everything. And so what does that feel like and look like on a daily basis to make this decision? I need to leave an abusive marriage. You know, God has given me this picture of what, you know, he's got my back. But I mean... There's the daily grind of that. There's the walking out of that. Some days were extremely hard, filled with a lot of tears. Mm. And some days, you know, the days that the Lord would speak, mm-hmm. that was enough to keep me going. His voice. Yeah. And, and what kind of things would he say to you? Oh, so many. Mm. Definitely the most profound was, uh, well, other than his, you know, encountering me with, with, the, uh, with his voice, was um, I was praying maybe at four in the morning, talking with him. And this was, I think, the first scripture verse that he actually spoke to me. And it was mm-hmm. Zechariah 4, verse 6. Mm-hmm. And it was so clear, not the words came to me, and then I looked it up, and I was my mind was blown, like absolutely blown. But he told me, not by might, not by strength, but by my spirit. Wow. You will succeed because of my spirit. Wow. Then I looked it up. And I remember wow. I even like wow. you know, texted friends and family the next day, being mm-hmm. so excited, like, look. Yeah. Look what God showed me. Right. You know, such a key. They right? were, friends and family were excited to know this, but they still didn't feel mm. that profound level of, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. the, my Jesus, he is going, mm-hmm. this is all happening. He's going to do everything. He's go- mm-hmm. It's not going to be anything to do with, with me. I don't have any yeah. might. Wow. It's not going to be my weakness. And I sure don't have any strength <laughs> all by his spirit. Wow. And just to really cling onto that, no matter what things look like, when it really looks like your world is falling apart, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you just hold on to what he said because he mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. comes through. Whoa. Always. I Even like though at the very last second you're like, are oh, yeah. you here? Are you listening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the circumstances would say otherwise, right? The circumst- the physical, what we see in, in front of us, looks opposite. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that you would say that you've faced bullies in the physical and in the spirit. Um, and I think that when 
you start to push back against that, uh, there's going to be greater pushback. There's going to be greater intimidation. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, you, you need almost that, like, that promise of the why behind what you're doing and how he's going to take care of you, right? Mm -hmm. And so I guess, so he gives you this beautiful scripture, you know, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And you have this picture of um, this picture frame and gold coming down and he's speaking into you. And so you've got these two incredible encounters with God that you say like revolutionizes your perspective. But then you also have to begin thinking about the what nexts, right? Like yes. you must have had so many questions and you must have had so many things on your to-do list and there was also just facing divorce. Yes. Oh, yes. And so what was that like? Well, I think right now I want to say what is what what I'm even more so realizing now is that faith without action hmm. is a dead faith. Hmm. So I needed to move forward in all of this wow. with faith, actually taking these physical steps, doing the scary things. Right. Um, well, yes. So, I mean, there was a big long list of things that needed to be done and to happen, conversations, telling people, how do you tell people? Um, and being prepared to know that not everybody is going to agree with you. And are you okay to live your life knowing that not everybody is going to agree with you? Yeah. Who do I care? Or I don't really know how to say this, but do I care more what people think about me? Or do I care more about what God says? Wow. It's what God says. Mm -hmm. You can never go wrong with what God says. Yeah. So... Yes, the first step was a lawyer. How do you find a lawyer? Yeah, no kidding. And you hear all kinds of crazy stories about, about costs and even like, how is this going to happen? How are, like, financially, how does any of this make sense? Um, and just everything that had to be done had to be done through prayer. Because any steps that he took, he was going before me. I knew that he was. I also had to picture that he was. And I had, any time something had to be done, I had many people praying for me. Yeah. Um, and it's just a matter of, don't get steps ahead of God. Wow. Ever. Wow. You know, stay that one step behind him so that he can lead the way and open up the way. He can part the sea. Wow. Yeah. Um, so with the lawyer, I was praying, you know, Lord, I need a lawyer. How am I going to find one? And you start Googling and lists and lists come up. And this one day, I had prayed and I'm looking and it was as though a string 
became attached from my stomach, <laughs> my belly button, honestly, uh-huh. that's what it felt like. And it was literally pulling to one phone number on this list I was looking at. Hmm. And I just knew. Wow. This is this is the one I'm gonna I'm gonna call and I'm gonna take these steps. So I I booked an appointment. Well, actually, I had a conversation first, and the receptionist had told me, you know, you're going to need to tell a little bit about your about yourself, and then your file will go before all of the lawyers in the building, okay. and then they will decide if and which one would take your case, hmm. and they would let me know. So later, I received notice that they were going to take my case, but it wasn't just any lawyer. It was the head of the firm. I met her. Mm -hmm. We had a meeting and the moment that I looked into her eyes, I tell this to her often. I say it was as though I knew I could, I was like butter that just melted with her. I felt safe. She understood everything that I was going through. She had me. She got it. She completely got it. And she said to me so clearly at the end of that meeting, she said, control is a form of family violence. Yes. Was that new to you? Yes. And so what was it like to hear that? I had a moment where I did see a light bulb. Whoa. (laughs) You know, a light bulb moment. I saw the light bulb. It was like, oh my gosh. I think... I had I knew the parts in the relationship that were these patterns that were unhealthy, um, but I think I was actually blind to a degree of the depth. Yeah, and it was as though this one word. Mm-hmm made me see it made me actually understand and go okay you know Mm. and it also brought a lot of sense Mm. it it made more and more sense and when i look back oh do i wish somebody could have told me you don't see what you're in but here is what you're in so somebody would have laid it out like she had and said that is abuse that is violence you know, this is damaging you in this way. Yes. This is why you feel like you feel. You know, I'm observing this. If, if somebody would have laid that out for you, that would have been a light bulb moment for you. So many times I felt like I needed help. Yeah. And there was just no help. Yeah. That must have been very lonely. Well, yes, because you get into your own patterns Mentally, where, you know, if there has just been, I call them meltdowns or breakdowns um, or incidences, you don't want to tell people anymore because you, it's the same pattern. You know how to handle it. You've handled it. It's going to go away for a while Mm -hmm. and you're going to live the best you can while it's gone away for that while Mm -hmm. and when it comes back, you know it's going to, but you'll be able to manage. You'll mm-hmm. be able to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So that's the scenario. That's the story or the narrative that you created for yourself to cope. 
well, I, I guess, yes. I don't think that I realized ever that I created that. I think that that just naturally happens in the brain. Absolutely. When you're trying to protect yourself as best as possible. Yeah. My body was so often stuck in that fight yeah. or flight mode. Mm-hmm. You don't even realize what is happening in your body chemically and in your brain chemically. Mm-hmm. You know, and as I've learned now, and so many women ask, you know, where's, especially in Christian marriages, where is that fine line? Yeah, right. Where is the line? Where do you draw the line and say enough is enough? No more. Yeah. And it's um that was always my question. Yeah. And and so to have a lawyer say to you very clearly, control is domestic violence. She she actually do the line for you. She drew the line, and I knew it had been crossed. Yeah. For many years, mm-hmm. it was crossed. And so do you think that having someone in that position advocate that way for you for the first time? Freedom. Well. Freedom. That's all I can say. Yeah. Total freedom. hmm Wow. So really, that was a God-ordained moment then? Yes. You know how you said earlier about how it's like, don't go. Don't get too many steps ahead of God, mm-hmm. because if gone ahead of him, and he's preparing a way, he's gone ahead and he's preparing a way, and so he had prepared this lawyer to create this light bulb moment for you. Oh yes, that created freedom. Oh yes, freedom. It sounds like in your thinking, first, freedom in my thinking, and really, really, she taught me, and prepared me. For here's, here's the battle that you're going to be looking at. Yeah. Here's what you have to be willing to walk through. Mm-hmm. Here are the kinds of communications that are going to be coming at you mm-hmm. from the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, she really, really helped me. Wow. So like you say, that pull that you felt in your belly to her, that was the spirit. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. So you see a lawyer and you begin the, the, the process, the legal process, but then there's everyday life. Everyday and all life. all the steps that have to happen. It was terrible, horrible. Hmm. I would say I spent a lot of time praying on my knees every day into the nights just waiting to hear from God you know praying reading the Bible and just feeding off of anything that he would give me mm-hmm. always listening to worship music there'd be times where I'd be listening to worship music and I would feel him very strong I would hear him. I would even see things that he was showing me. Um, Those were the tools. It was worshiping, Hmm. praying, and yeah, 
That the one, word. The word, yeah. The word oh, of God. yes, the word of God. Makes me think of that scripture. It says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And it was almost like you were living off of the life of God. Surviving off of that in that season. Yes, I had to. Yeah. I had to. And I really understand now, um, you know, that verse that talks about the mind of Christ mm-hmm. and that... Um, you know, we're made in his image. Um, but yeah, there's this piece around the mind of Christ and we can ask for the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. When you ask for the mind of Christ and you you engage into that, it's a different place to be. It's a different, it's, it's a whole new way of thinking and living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, the, the picture that comes to mind when you talk like this is it feels to me, or it looks to me like an exchange. It's like, okay, here's the old me who has lived in this abusive marriage for 17 years. And as I worship and pray and read the word, and as I go through this terribly difficult experience of divorce, I'm exchanging the old me for the new me that God is giving me. Yes. And so what what were some things that you were giving to him and that what were some things that he was giving back to you? Well, immediately you as you're asking me this, I think about a time when he touched my heart. Yeah. And he physically healed my heart. And it was, um, I remember it was early in the morning before we were going to go to church. And he showed me this picture. It was actually of you. Mm -hmm. I saw your hand over my heart. Mm -hmm. And we were up at the front of the church. And we were, all I knew was that you were going to lay your hand over my heart and you were going to pray over my heart. And so I had texted you early in the morning and I had said, oh my goodness, God showed me your hand going over mm-hmm. my heart mm-hmm. and we are going to pray over my heart. Yeah. And you said, oh yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll do that later. <laughs> I thought, okay, later. <laughs> now. <laughs> I, it's not the way that I saw it. I saw it as, you know, during worship. <laughs> but you know what? I cannot, like, God will just do it. So... Was it the end? It was the end of church. Well, I feel like worship was happening. I know that. Yeah, for sure. worship was happening. It was the end. Mm-hmm. It was towards the end. Okay. Worship was happening. Yes, it was an invite to the front. That's right. It was an invite to the front, and you had come over to me and said, "You say what you what the Lord showed you." I can't remember. You got to tell me. Okay, you had said, "I I'm really feeling to put my." That's right. Say it. I'm really feeling that I need to put my hand on your heart and pray for your healing. Yes. And I didn't even question taking steps forward. I mean, the church was full. Yeah. People were up at the front at this point. I'm going forward, you know? (laughs) And so it was then you put your hand on my heart. I put my hand on top of yours and we walked forward. That's right. Oh my gosh. And you just started praying and mm-hmm. you started bawling and bawling mm-hmm. and bawling. Right. And I felt something happening physically mm-hmm. in my heart, mm-hmm. you know, and 
God took us in this moment. Well, actually, <laughs> I felt his presence so thick. I felt myself leaning backwards, like my legs were going to give out. And I said, nope, nope, this isn't <laughs> happening. I locked them hard because I was not going to go down on that floor. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, the Lord will always use a different way really is what I'm learning. And so after I locked my legs, I felt him carrying not just me, but he took you with me. We were embraced and he took us down to the ground so gently. Yes. We were floating down. Yeah. Neither of us felt landing on that hard surface. No, in fact, I would say this. Thinking back to that situation, praying for you, I do not remember. All I know was at one moment I was standing up and the next moment you were on the ground. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I just saw ankles all around me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, my heart was healed yeah. right then and there. The presence of God mm -hmm. took me. Amazing. And you. Because yes. I wasn't willing to go down on my own. Right. Thanks, he Thanks took for a, that. Yes. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> had, had that ever happened to you in all of your years of helping people? You've prayed for a lot I, of people. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think very often. It's happened to me personally when I'm getting prayer. But not And together. same thing. Every time it's because of a broken heart. Wow, like a heaviness, a brokenness in the heart, and then this lifting of the weight of it. Yeah, he lifted the weight. He completely repaired it. Yeah. Again, it's the, it's the impossible that just yeah, that's was right. possible. You know? Well, and you know, I get this flashback of what you said earlier about how this picture of leaning back. You know, and like, you had had this picture of leaning back that God had given you, and then you had the experience of actually leaning back in the physical and in the spiritual and he and he, the exchange was your pain for his healing oh yes and only he can do that huh only he can do it it was interesting after that encounter with you and i and the lord one of my girls had said what happened mm -hmm. that you fell down so hard and so fast. I said, no, it was so slow. Like we were floating down and we didn't feel the floor. Incredible. And she was laughing. No, no, mom. It was so fast and hard. Believe me, I saw it. And that's when I knew it. This was God. We were in a different realm. We were. It's true. And, and how comforting to know that when the the pain and the weight of this present day is so heavy and so hard that God can take you to a different place in the spirit and heal you. Oh, it feels like there's no greater place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yep, no greater place. Yeah. So, you know, here you are moving forward. You've exchanged the, the pain of the past, your broken heart, for a new heart with him. Mm -hmm. And you're beginning to move forward in divorce proceedings and 
the every day of mm-hmm. all of that. Yes. And then you start to experience some really powerful things with God in terms of visions. Yes. And him even starting to define the call on your life. Very much. And so tell me a little bit about that. There was, I was praying. Again, I think it was really early in the morning, one of these four or five AMs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, my as I'm praying um, and I'm talking to him, needing him so badly, that's the only thing that I want is him. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else mm-hmm. that I want. Mm-hmm. Only him. And um, I'm on my knees and his feet appear before me. And, and I mean, I, I kissed them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I touched the bottom of this robe. Wow. And he pulled me up into standing. And then we danced wow. in my bedroom. Wow. My goodness. What was that like? It felt like a place of safety that I had never known. Wow. It felt like time did not exist. Mm -hmm. Wow. Those two things were probably what you needed the most. A sense of safety uh, and a sense that he had time in his hands. There was not a single worry in that time, there was not a single moment of fear. Like all of that, just those, anything negative like that in that moment, it was as though I never knew that that even, those things never existed. It was just pure peace. My goodness. What did that do to you? Even moving forward, having had that kind of encounter, pure peace and... You never live your life the same. Yeah. You know that everywhere you go, he is with you. Yeah. He is with you. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, if he's with you, then you're safe. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so he's encountering you in these profound ways. Like, I mean, that's just, it's life-changing. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like that's when he really started speaking into your identity and into your call? Because some things started to become established in that season. Yes. In terms of what you knew you needed to do and wanted to do. Like for women. And I remember you talking about going to the mall. Yes. And giving roses. Yes. That happened a few times. So after after I danced with Jesus, he showed me going to the mall the next day. and praying with women and he said the lowest of the low Mm -hmm. and all I knew was that I had to go to the mall and find these women Mm -hmm. how do you do that right just wander around and And literally I went to the mall the next day And I thought, okay, I'm here. This means you're here too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm just going to wait until you show me. 
something mm-hmm. or till I hear from you and I will wonder. Mm-hmm. I went, I started at the bathrooms. I went to every, it's a huge mall. Mm-hmm. And so I went to every bathroom in that mall. Um, actually, I had also, before I left, I went and I had bought gift cards to hand out to women mm-hmm. as well as um, I had handwritten a scripture and just a loving message for each one. And so the Lord showed me each one. And actually in these bathrooms, the janitors were, a lot of them were Muslim women. Mm -hmm. And it was as though they accepted um, and they felt a piece of love, right? Not from me, but from Jesus. Mm -hmm. No, No judgment, no nothing, just pure here you go, you're loved. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes in that, in, on that trip, he would ask me to pray for women. And so um, I remember this one woman, I said, can I, can I pray for you? And she said, yes. And she just started bawling her eyes out. She was a janitor. She started bawling her eyes out. And she said, I had been diagnosed with cancer. Wow. A long time ago and and so she had done a lot of different appointments and had gone through a lot but she just wanted somebody to pray with her wow and you just happened to be there so we're in the bathroom <laughs> praying right you know and she's weeping wow and then again it happened um not very far from from that bathroom it was it was a different location in that mall the same time period um, there was another lady. It was outside of Victoria's Secret. Mm-hmm. And God was saying, her, her, mm-hmm. ask to pray for her. Mm-hmm. So I went up to her and I said, can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes. You know, and I said, do you have pain anywhere? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes, I have pain in my leg. And she was so welcoming. Wow. She just extended her hands out and we just held hands and we prayed healing over her. Wow. In the mall. In you front know, of everybody. In front of everybody. Yeah, and just such a different scenario than you would imagine. And right? I remember people were going around us. Nobody really stopped. It was just, you know, these crowds coming, but they're going around. Wow. You know, as I say this now, I think about that time when the Lord first asked me to take one step forward. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, no way. Mm-hmm. And now here we are in a mall. And <laughs> Victoria's Secret is right there (laughs) and praying for this lady. She was a janitor as well. This lady, you know, a few people in front of me and I'm thinking, okay, how do I make this seem natural where I get beside her and I try to have a conversation with her. And, and, uh, so yeah, I got up there right beside her, you know, trying to make it seem natural and normal, but I just had to remember God is here. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is here. Yeah. It's really him. Mm-hmm. And this is a part where if you feel embarrassed to do this, mm-hmm. you don't feel you have the courage. You have to strip yourself of yourself in this moment wow. because it's not about you. Wow. Yeah, so another exchange going on there. Another exchange. <laughs> and I said, you know, do you believe in prayer? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, no, but I work at the university. And I thought, okay, well, that's great. Yeah. They said, can I pray for you? And she was so open and willing. And she said, yes. And so we prayed. And then 
she was so happy. And she said, do you know what? I said, what? She said, I am going to pray for you now. Wow. You know, not right there. Right. But, yeah. you know, when in she would, in the future. Wow. I'll never know. No, you won't. What is actually taking place or occurring. No. And it's not up to me no. to decide. You just obey. Mm -hmm. He shows you, you obey. You mm -hmm. listen. That's it. So beautiful. And, and you know, what I think stands out to me is the profound difference between early you, you know, like still in your abusive marriage and terrified to get out and not even knowing how, and this you that you're talking about that is like exchanging, you know, all of your fears and, and doubts. Yes. For the sake of other women. Yes. And it sounds like the transformation that took place there was that as God has advocated for you and as others have advocated with you, you've now felt this call to be an advocate for women. He's shown me very clearly over the time. Yes, absolutely. Is that one of the reasons why this podcast? Definitely. Yeah. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. You know, the reason he showed me so many bits and pieces, but the reason that the podcast started mm -hmm. was not too long ago. I was shopping at the grocery store and I was, I've learned now when, whenever you're driving, uh, shopping, baking, picking kids up from here or there, <laughs> whatever you're doing, just be praying, be wow. praying in your spirit, mm. you know, just constantly walk around mm. with that conversation, with the conversation going on with the Lord. Wow. And so anyway, I'm in the grocery store. And I see this, as I lift my hand to pull a product off the shelf, um, I am going to just stop this here for a moment. I reach for the product on the shelf and I see right before my eyes so clearly this black circle that almost looks like... Um, it's a, well, it's a platform mm. and, and on this platform, there is a voice. And when the voice goes on this platform, the platform extends all the way up extremely high into the air. Wow. And once it reaches its full extension, mm -hmm. these voices go out far and wide at the top. Wow. And... He talked about testimony, and so I said, okay, testimony, mm. women, mm -hmm. this is about putting the voice of women, their stories, their testimonies about Jesus, mm. all about Jesus, putting them on this platform, going out to all the other women around in the world. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And that night I went home and... When I was sleeping, he woke me up and said the word voice, voice, mm -hmm. because it's not just the voice of women. This is the voice of God right. going through each individual woman right. 
being raised on the platform and his voice through the women going out throughout the world. Wow. Giving him glory. And, and so what do you envision is going to happen through these podcasts? All I knew at the time was that I just had to obey. Mm-hmm. I'm not a technological mm-hmm. person. <laughs> I, I know the very basics. The thought would have nor- normally overwhelmed me. Um, and even still, I won't think too far ahead about it. Mm-hmm. Because I just obey and he just That's does right. what's next. Just like you said earlier... You only take the steps that he's commanded you to take. I will he's not in charge of the rest. I will not get in front of him. Mm-hmm. Like I will not take that step before him. Yeah. He goes before me. Mm-hmm. It's his order. That's right. And when you let him lead, mm-hmm. you will see miracles happen. Wow. I know the thing that you had said to me was that even if the stories from the ladies that share in your podcasts, if even one of those could help someone who's in a dark place, who is um, disempowered or struggling or overcome in any way, if it could even help just one woman, that, that, that would be enough. That would be enough if it was just one woman that this helped. Yeah. That's probably the greatest promise that, that somebody can be given. Um, and, and imagine if you hadn't been through all that you'd been through, you wouldn't have any of this understanding that you have today. You wouldn't have any of this inspiration that you have today. You wouldn't have this identity that you have today in this call. Yes, I was held down in chains for a long time. Yeah. And I will name chains. Okay. Fear. Mm-hmm. Guilt. Mm-hmm. Shame. Mm-hmm. Even. This might sound different. I will try to explain it. The love that I have for my kids. Because in so many years. Over dealing with the same patterns. Over and over. It was. I love my kids so much that I can't actually go through the process of ending this marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were but, worried about them. Well, God takes care of them. Mm-hmm. And so that was one way that it, it, it is a chain, you know, like that, that was one of the chains that held me down was mm-hmm. the love of mm-hmm. my kids. I know that sounds weird, but mm-hmm. do you understand what I'm I saying? Do. I do actually. And I think that probably there's other women that would echo the same thing, that, that they're, they're staying in abusive marriages because what, what about the kids? Yes. What about that? It's a big question. Yes. Scary. Yes. Mm-hmm. You get them all of the professional help that you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you leave them in the hands of God from the sounds of it. Yes, and try to meet them at the space that they're at. Yeah. It's been really interesting because I thought I was doing such a good job protecting my kids. Right. From things seen or heard. Yeah. Always trying to make 
make it seem like just quiet. Let's just quiet everything. Mm-hmm. Sweep everything under a rug or a mat. Yeah. Um, kids see everything, even if they don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they see it all. Mm-hmm. They hear it all. Mm-hmm. Bigger than that, they feel it all. Yeah. Even if they never talk about it or put a voice to it when they're when they're younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I know from conversations with mine, they know so much more yeah and so here you had done so much work to be this buffer and I wasn't even a buffer yeah and it was costing you so much yes and it wasn't working yes it's one of those chains the buffer is a chain yeah right because you're not supposed to be necessarily their ultimate protector right that's God's job yes and he's he never does a bad job of that yes So the question that comes to my mind, especially when I think about earlier our conversation about your call to be an advocate for women, your call to give them a voice, your call to help them overcome the chains in their life, my question would be, um, in the position that you're in now, in the place that you're in now with the Lord, what would you say to a woman who's in the position you were in, who is in an abusive marriage and who is considering getting out or is in a place of pain. Do not accept abuse. Do not accept it. Do not accept emotional abuse. Do not accept verbal abuse. Do not accept physical abuse. Do not accept abuse. Mm -hmm. That would be my main message. I would say fight for your marriage. Mm -hmm. Everybody that's listening, fight for your marriage. Get all of the help that you can. Talk to pastors. And be real. You know, I feel that a lot of us don't, like we may go talk with pastors, but we might not necessarily be real with them. Sure. Because we have too many things holding us back or we're Mm -hmm. chained down too much. Mm -hmm. We have to let it all go. Mm -hmm. Counselors, Mm -hmm. psychologists, Mm -hmm. do whatever you can to save your marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. Do not accept abuse. Mm-hmm. What can they feel hopeful about? When you fully surrender to God and you walk through the fear, you will get to the other side. You don't know what that other side is, but when Jesus is walking with you, You don't even need to know what is on the other side because you know that you're safe, you're held, and you're protected. Mm -hmm. He's got everything for you. Yeah. Everything that you need. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you would be willing to pray for the women that are going to be listening to this podcast? Pray for them even right now? Yes. 
woman listening to this message today, whether they pick up one word, one sentence, one story, one vision, that you will reach deep into the depths of their soul and touch them with the touch of your Holy Spirit. Yeah. I ask Jesus that you will provide healing for every woman listening, heal them emotionally and heal them physically, heal them from pain, heal them from abuse of any nature. And I ask that you will be their guard and that you will go before them and behind them. Mm -hmm. And that you will send angels all around them. I ask that you transform their lives. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus, I ask that you break every chain over every woman right now that is listening. Jesus, break the chain of fear, mm -hmm. break the chain of guilt, break the chain of shame, mm -hmm. break the chain of manipulation, yes. break the chain of anger. Yeah. Pour out your spirit so thick with love over every single woman. Let them all lean into you, press into you. Let them see visions, give them dreams, give them miracles, provide healing for them, yeah. minister to each of their hearts and heal their hearts. And for the women that have heard my story and they, they know exactly what I'm saying, in parts of my story and you know who you are you know that the abuse is not to be accepted do not accept the abuse put all of your trust in Jesus he will make a way for you yes In Isaiah 43, no other savior, but now the Lord who created you, O Israel, says, don't be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, your savior, the Holy One of Israel. Hmm. I can't I can't thank you enough for being willing to share your story and even your vision for this this podcast. I will say, yeah. It's scary. And even to share my story, I mean, so it's, vulnerable. It's very scary because like I said, my my picture of divorce mm -hmm. was that of this is the greatest sin you can do. Yeah. And yeah, not everybody agrees with it. Mm -mm. And so it is, it is, it feels scary. I feel like I'm being extremely vulnerable. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. And I think that it's so important for even people to understand that, that it's one thing to be in the position of the interviewer. It's another thing to be the interviewee and to share the layers of this, the vulnerability. And so I think I would say to you listeners out there, be kind, be gentle, be compassionate, you know, um, check yourselves at the door in terms of some of the biases and judgments that you might have, <laughs> your preconceived ideas, because until we've walked a mile in people's shoes, we don't really understand what it's like. Um, and we all need God's grace, all of us, but especially those that are choosing to share their stories with the kind of vulnerability that they have in these podcasts. I mean, profound, profound sharing. And, and so we just really speak a covering over each and every woman that has shared, including you. And what we'll believe for is that it, more than anything else, that it would give God the glory. Yes. Let's do his name. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for putting yourself in the other chair, the interviewee chair today. Yes. My hands are not as sweaty. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Win! <laughs> and so, you know, um, just final thoughts. I'm sure that people have had all sorts of experiences listening to this podcast. If they wanted to share some of those experiences, share their thoughts, um, is there a way that they can get a hold of you? Yes. Email voiceforthewomen at gmail.com. Please email, email, email. If you have anything that you want prayer for, mm. feel free. If you have felt encouraged or if you want to share your story, please, please like email. To hear that. We, we would, would like love, to hear that. Yeah. love, love yeah, to really hear. welcome that. And I think the other thing that just goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway, is, uh, you know, we try to be a respectful, honoring community. And so we do not welcome um, abusive emails. We don't welcome uh, any kind of judgments coming down those pipes that's not what those emails are for and uh, they'll be deleted and so we ask that you respect those boundaries as you consider sending those emails but again thank you so much for tuning in today yes to this podcast and we thank and i thank you so much our the founder and the director of this well, and, and the interviewee today it was it was fun it was i actually haven't shared in any of this process is that when these stories are recorded it is purposefully without a big formal interview mm -hmm. it is purposefully without names the names of all of the women are to be protected all identities are to be protected because these stories are not about us yeah as much as they are about God. It's God's mm -hmm. story. They're sacred. And God's voice. And and I think that he covers us too and that he respects um, and, and blesses this wish for privacy and confidentiality as well. I think it also creates a feeling of safety mm -hmm. in your story mm -hmm. and feel completely safe. Yeah. And help other women. 
Mm-hmm. Really love it. If, if you'd be willing to share actually um, one of the visions that you had in one of your prayer times, your worship times, because um, I think that there's this piece for you around God's call on your life for advocacy yes, for women. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, how did you arrive at that? And, and I know that this vision particularly that you had really impacted you and really compelled you towards advocacy. And so I'm wondering if you'd be willing to just share it. Yes. I saw very clearly an elevator shaft that was empty. Mm-hmm. And I was, I saw myself flat on my stomach beside laying beside the elevator doors which were open Mm -hmm. and I had one arm down in the elevator shaft Mm -hmm. as though I was pulling up Mm. girls and women Mm -hmm. and as they actually came up you my good friend Mm -hmm. were coming alongside with a warm towel Mm -hmm. And putting it over them. Mm-hmm. And it was just one by one. Wow. And, and of course, I didn't know what that meant at the time. Of course not. And, and I think no I idea. remember when you first shared it with me, it was like, what does this mean? Like, uh, you know, obviously there was some, some sense for both you and I that we weren't actually going to be playing women on elevator shafts, but that there, there was this unfolding for you of God speaking into your life moving forward about a call that was on your life and it had to do with pulling women out of something into safety. And so I love how God uses these things to begin to prepare our hearts for what's next and to give us a passion for that. Yes. And a picture of, of what 